And our topic this evening, we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths. We believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm starting this evening with a series of sermons about the Belgic Confession. I thought it was fitting with the start of the new year. <clears throat> in our green book, we read a following about the Belgic Confession. This is the oldest of the doctrinal standards of the Christian Reformed Churches of Australia. Of the Reformed Churches of Australia is the Confession of Faith, popularly known as the Belgic Confession, following the 17th century Latin designation Confessio Belgica. And Belgica <coughs> referred to the whole of the Netherlands, both north and south, which today is divided into the Netherlands and Belgium. The Confession's chief author was Guido de Bray, a preacher of the Reformed Churches of the Netherlands, who died a martyr of the faith in the year 1567. We as Christians have received a calling from the Lord to confess our faith. To be like salt of the earth, to be like the light of the world. And in our confession, the church was established. Matthew 10 verse 32, Jesus said, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But he also said in Mark 8, verse 38, For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. Romans 10, verse 10, our text verse, for the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And the Belgian Confession starts with the same words. And these words are our focus this sermon this evening. We all believe in our hearts, confess with our mouths that there is a single and spiritual being whom we call God. Who is the we our confession starts with? In the first instance, it should be Guido de Bray and his congregation. But it's also us. We all dear to the confessions that are based on God's words. And we embrace the confession as the truth. This you is me. This me is you. This you. This we is God's church. And with all who holds the same, we're all the closest unity. As brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, all over the world. And so the church has a calling to present the confession as a testimony to the world, as the truth. And to present to the world what we believe, but also what we hold dear. This has become even more crucial 
in a world where people deny the Lord and His being. So what do we believe? According to Article 1, we believe in our hearts and, our, and confess with our mouths that there is a single and simple spiritual being whom we call God. To believe is the same as to have faith. Lord's Day 7 of the Heidelberg Catechism, we learn that true faith is not only a knowledge and a conviction that everything that God reveals in His Word is true. It's also a deep-rooted assurance created in me by the Holy Spirit through the Gospel that out of sheer grace earned for us by Christ, not only others but I too have had my sins forgiven, have been made forever right with God, have been granted salvation. Faith is not equivalent of knowledge. Knowing that there's a God or knowing what a Bible is all about. But although faith does involve knowledge, it involves more than that. Faith also involves confidence. Meaning that I accept as true for myself all that God says in His Word. Faith goes without evidence in the certainty that there's a God. And it's only a fool, the Bible teaches, who says there's no God. The Bible teaches in Psalm 14, the fool says in his heart there's no God. They are corrupt, their deeds are vile, there's no one who does good. Also Proverbs 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools are those, according to the word of God, who focus only on temporary things, on this and now. Fools only concentrate on daily existence without considering eternal life. And when death comes, they are inconsolable because death frustrates, death confuses. And only through faith we know that we are with God. What is foolishness? Foolishness and fools think and reason about God's word. Fools reject God's word. Ultimately, they say there's no God. And they live in disobedience to them, to their own desires. They have clever excuses because they think they are right. And why they are not serving them, Him. And fools do not fear the Lord. Because the light of faith and the flame of burning love are not in their hearts. Because the earthly things occupy them too much. The existence of God cannot be proved. Although many have tried. To be saved we need to have faith. And faith has a personal dimension. To have faith means that we have a personal relationship, a personal bond with God, a personal relationship between myself and God in which I know who God is, what He has done, how He reveals Himself through His words, and for me to accept that what He said and what He has done for me for His Son, Jesus Christ, is the truth in my life.
This is what faith is. This is believing to know and to cling to the reality that God has placed a relationship between myself and Him. And this is what Guido de Bray, the author of the Belgic Confession, believed. Although he was persecuted and ultimately had to die for his faith. And so God calls you and me personally to follow him. He called us by name. To live in his love. To be his representatives at home. At school. The community. And he calls us because of his love, his grace. He calls us and promises to provide what we need to further his kingdom in our community. And he gave us everything. He gave us his word. He gave us his spirit. And he promised that the gates of hell will never overcome his church. That the truth will never be silenced. And we should confess with the, the truth with our mouth. Believe it with the heart. If you share in Christ's glory, you also share in his suffering. Guido de Bray prepared a Belgian confession in the year 1561. In the following year, a copy was sent to King Philip II, together in which all the petitioners declared that they were ready to obey the government in all lawful things but they would offer their backs to the stripes, their tongues to the knives, their mouths to gags, and their whole bodies to fire, rather than deny the truth expressed in this confession. And the Bray, together with his whole congregation in Duanik, confessed that they believe in God who was revealed in the Word. And they knew God was, that God given his son to pay for their sins. And God loved them so much that they were safe in his hand. And they treasured that truth. Even in the face of death. Kiro said he was happy. That he lacked nothing. This is faith. Kiro the bread died for his faith through fire. These people were real people. It's our ancestors. This is why we hold this dear. They were real people with challenges like each one of us today here in Australia. They knew the Bible. They knew the God of the Bible. And they worked with His promises. And they acted accordingly. They were willing to die for their faith. They accepted what God said and they did it. They went where God led quietly and peacefully. And this is the context of Article 1 of Belgian Confession. 1. In these difficult circumstances, Guido de Bray confessed his faith in a God who is eternal, incomprehensible, invisible, mutable, infinite, almighty, perfectly wise, just good, and the overflowing fountain of all good. Peter made a confession in Matthew 16. Confession that is required of us as Christians today as well. Jesus required a profession from his disciples. Who do you say I am? And Peter answered in Matthew 16 verse 16, 
You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is Lord. There's no one other. And so the Apostle Paul built his argument in Romans 10 on the confession. And he showed the way for the salvation. Jesus alone. This is the gospel. Jesus is Lord. There's no one else. Angels could not save us because they have no bodies. And animals could not because animals don't have a soul. No one could redeem us. And God will not punish another creature for what a human is guilty of. That's the heart of a catechism. Psalm 49 verse 8 to 10, David said, For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffer, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. So the Lord has put you as a congregation here in 2023. In a godless world with no values. You have to raise your children and grandchildren in this world. A world who's asking today, can a reasonable person still believe in the virgin birth, the resurrection, and the fact that Jesus Christ is God? And man at once. Even churches deny the confession. There's a push to move away from the confessions to what we all did. Critical questions are often asked by several people. Is Jesus the only way to be saved? What about all the other religions? What about the Jews who are zealous for God and their good works and law? And so the Apostle Paul was explaining these questions in Romans 10. He himself was a Jew, a Pharisee once, burnt by desire to fulfill the law, and he hated Christianity with a passion. The Jews did not tolerate heresy, and especially the heresy of Christianity, according to them, among their people. And Paul was fanatical. Bone and marrow Jew, a Pharisee, Pupil of the famous and very strict Gamaliel. Will good work save you? Or just because you were born in a covenant family, like the Jews who were, were born in a Christian Reformed church? No. Jesus has to be your Savior. Romans 10 verse 9. If you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's your certainty. And so Paul explained his argument in Romans 10. Will the Jews be saved because of their zealousness for God? No, their zealousness is not based on the knowledge of Christ, verse 3, for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own. They did not Submit to God's righteousness. Jesus was the Lord's answer to righteousness. The righteousness of God is revealed in his plan of salvation according to his covenant. The Lord who promised that he will be a God demanded that his people should be faithful. But contrary to, our, to God's righteousness is our sin. 
We were not faithful to God's command to be his people. And so Jerusalem and Isaiah 1 verse 21 is rebuked for their iniquity where they did not deal with their neighbor as expected. And there are so many examples. God required that we deserve punishment for our sins, both in this world and forever after. And in the Lord's righteousness, Christ was given to die for our sins on the cross. Salvation came from the Lord, and Jesus was God's answer to his righteousness. And Christ fulfilled in perfect obedience God's law. Colossians 2 verse 14, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Can the law, good works, good people, save you? Can the world save you? We need a redeemer. We need a Jesus. And only a fool says in his heart, there's no God. For Paul, God's grace was his saving act in Jesus Christ. We were dead in our sins, but God in Christ has made us alive. God must give it. Our salvation does not lie with us. Our good works does not, do not save us, but God saves us, and what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And Jesus was God's righteousness, the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Christ died for your sin. Why was he crucified? Because he wanted to carry our sins, saved us, bore our sorrows, and he brought a new life. This new life is only possible because of Christ. And Apostle Paul said, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Jesus alone can save us. And if you believe in him, confess his name, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are righteous before God and you are saved. Jesus was God's answer. And you have to believe, confess, and be willing to die for this. As Kido de Bray and his congregation was willing. As Paul was willing. As Stephen was willing. As all the apostles were willing. As all the reformers were willing. Paul explained further in Romans 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth. One confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone believes in him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Everything changes when Jesus becomes your savior. Your perspective about life. Your hope about the new year. Your expectations for 2023. And we want to live a life out of gratitude. In faith. Through the Holy Spirit. Not to be saved, but because we are saved. And you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. Unfortunately, not all the Israelites accepted the good news. And Paul explained that as well. 
Today, many people reject Jesus. This is the foolishness of the world. More and more people follow their own ways to reject God. And Christianity and the faithful following of God in this world is not popular. The eternal being whom we call God is mocked and hated. Why is this? Because Jesus, God's word and his spirit are against the pursuit of this uh, fleshly world. And Christ came to save us from the desires of the flesh, to give us a life of grace alone, a life of true peace forever. I want to conclude this evening. With Paul's charge to the young Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. And I want you to take it to heart. But for you, continue in what you have learned. And I firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. This is for everyone who holds to the confession. Every child, every grandparent. Never look to the world to be saved. There's no salvation. Never look to yourself. There's no salvation. There's no assurance. Believe in God. Faith makes all the difference. And we can know and we can believe it because it is the promises in God's word. And we know God through his words. And we see through faith that the Holy Spirit works in our heart. And we can confess at a church, at a grave, at a world, and wherever it is required of us, even if we have to die. We all believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that there is a single and simple spiritual being whom we call God. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father.